Thanks for coming, bro. My pleasure, man. Yeah. So um, uh, we we briefly spoke about uh, before. Um, I think I'm just gonna just jump in straight into it and um, and ask. You know, so you're a small business owner, um, a gym owner. For those of you who who don't know, and uh, I'll I'll post up a, a little bit of a. Uh, an intro on you but um can you just give us a little bit of a background on uh what you do and uh you know what's brought you to um being a gym owner and uh, how long you've been doing it for yeah so we we kicked things off 10 years ago but i guess the decision to sort of you know get into the fitness fitness industry started a lot earlier so uh when i i mean during all my sort of you know youth high school years um, I, I mean, I was a little bit sport obsessed, still am sport obsessed. Uh, it's played a major role in my life. Without it, really, I, I don't know what I'd be doing. Um, so on completion of school, I was going to do a business degree. And I, I ended up uh, uh, then sort of, you know, analysing things a little bit. I said, I better take a year off before I do this degree because I don't know if actually me spending, you know, 50 hours a week in an office is exactly how I, um, I, I think my life should be. So I took a year off, reflected a little bit. Uh, changed the degree to well, I got a job in a stockbroking office. I blagged my way in during the year off, and after five after five days in the office, I knew that I was uh, I was going to stay in a state of depression if I was going to do any more. So I let the guy know, and I quickly uh, realised that that wasn't what I needed. So I decided to move along to an exercise science degree. Um, completed that in 2004. Uh, went over, went overseas for a few good years of fun, and then um, on returning, got a job at Fitness First at in at George Street. So one one of the few guys that did exercise science and actually went that path. A lot of people do the dip ed and do education. So uh, yes, yeah, kicked off at uh, George Street. Very very fortunate to land on my feet there. We had awesome team, fantastic uh, PTM. Um, loved the couple of years that we had. Um, it, was, it was just a new new gym when we started there. So we really got the best of it. Um, I was working with my um, now business partner, best mate as well that I went to uni with, went overseas with. Did, um, had a lot of fun with. He came to me one day out the front of the gym. He said, "Right, we're starting our own gym." Damn, African right. goose. Yeah, eh? that that was basically it. That was the business <laughs> plan right there. He said, uh, "We're starting a gym." I said, "Where you want to do it?" He goes, "Mate, we're starting one in the Northern Beach." I said, "How do we go about that?" He goes, "Let's just try and find a spot." <laughs> and though that was pretty much how the conversation kind of went. It wasn't really, you know, a, a really detailed plan or anything. Um, the best kind. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we we I mean, we originally started out as a CrossFit gym and a CrossFit. Uh, pretty much solely a CrossFit gym when we first started. So we had got into that at, at George Street. One of the trainers sort of introduced us to it, put a workout on the on the board and all that sort of stuff. And I was, you know, 25 at the time, 26, um, working in at George Street. And, you know, like, I mean, for me at that time in my life, just sort of, you know, lifting weights just for aesthetics and that, it just wasn't really me because I was more of a sports-based sort of, you know, person so i needed something that was like you know challenging something that was you know could compete against people you know that 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 fine never really went out with me so it's certainly gone out now i don't really feel the need to compete in it but um you know so that's what really drew us i guess to um crossfit methodologies we were going to games days you know whatever you work you put in you could go and then challenge people try and beat people you know what i mean that that was you know really where it all started so yeah so in 2009 we affiliated uh, we found a premises down in uh brookvale um in uh, Orchard Road, uh, that was in 2010. We opened the doors in April, so yeah, man, we've just uh, just ticked over the 10 years. Wow, of been in business. That's amazing. Mm. Congratulations on that. So, and you you had um, you had a really good reputation, uh, certainly in the Northern Beaches for the CrossFit um, area. Like you had a 
a number of good people come out of your your gym. And mm. They mm. they competed on a, um, a national and international level. Is yeah. That right? So we over the I mean we we put a really a, a whole heap of effort into the um to the whole competitive side, particularly in the first five years, five or six years. Um, it was you know it was our passion. You know we wanted to you know um, really in the CrossFit industry as well. Like particularly then it was got a, you, you kind of made your name about if you had you know people that were competing at the top level so uh, and just over time from us sort of you know gaining that sort of you know reputation and you know we we made the games in 2012 with our first team having really no idea what we were doing we we were pretty <laughs> much a little bit there to make up the numbers I won't lie um, but it was just an awesome experience That's and awesome. man, really got our gym community into it and I think that that then just led to you know more and more people over the next you know five or six years sort of coming on down and wanting to be a part of it, you know, I, I can see that. I, I want to be, I want to be the next one in the team or the next, you know, individual. And you know, we had an individual go to the games. We had a masters athlete win the World Games. Another one represent, you know, three times at the World Games. So yeah, we we, we we had a great we had a great run with it. Um, uh, it it's you know, it, it, like I said, it was our it was it was our passion for us. So for us to fulfil that. And probably more so just with the relationships we built during the time with our our gym community as a whole that really got, you know, behind it. Yep. You know, loads of people came to the World Games, you know, went over to LA and That's you know, awesome. you know, the regionals in, you know, Sydney was always, you know, packed with our guys. Um and then obviously the the um you know, the members that were competing and, and stuff as well, you know, you we spent, you know, yeah, more more time with them than our, our you know our families, families you know yeah, I mean, it really was say, it was complete yeah. dedication to them and um you know they're they're still some of you know my very best mates today and so you know when you look back at it it was worth it from that side and also you know the great relationships that we had it's definitely one of the uh high points that i found uh in crossfit is the relationships the, the family environment um the team environment that, that that was kind of uh, one of the pluses, one of the things that I, I, I really enjoyed about CrossFit. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. And it's I don't think it matters where you sort of go um, to, you know, any gym really that's a CrossFit gym or something like it that, you know, the, 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 the thing that everyone sort of, you know, says when you ask them what's the most important you know what's the greatest thing about the gym and you know like when we first started it was going to be like you know our you know our programming yeah you know, coaches expertise and all these sorts of things and like they are important to the to the to you know to members but the first thing everyone says is it's the community and wanting to hang out with their mates you know and we we probably overlooked how important that would be you know at, at the beginning we certainly don't do it now but i mean that's you know that's one of the things we really try to hold is that you know, you're coming in to train, but you're coming out to hang out with your mates, you're having a laugh, and it's, you know, it should be, in, you know, we're hoping, you know, some of the best, you know, minutes of your day, you know, and that's that's really, um, that's really, you know, what our job is as gym owners, I think. Uh, so at this point in the interview, um, my camera stand found, fell over. Uh, at that point in time, I was uh, trying to do a video podcast Um and so yeah, my my video uh, stand fell over and uh, just uh, highlighted that uh, there was a lot of things that I needed to learn and a few things that I probably needed to get. So um, I apologise for uh, this hiccup, if if you want to say. Um, but yeah, this was the first of uh, many. 
many uh, mistakes that I've made in such a short space of time too. So uh, yeah, so it was my camera fell over and we ended up just doing straight audio with a uh, uh, wall and um, had to pick it up um, midway through uh, the conversation. So I apologize, uh, but yeah, there's another one that's coming along. So hold on to your seats. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying um, uh, you were going into, you already had two programs at the gym, CrossFit and a Metcon. Metcon program, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, we, we had multiple, like, I mean, this is going back even like from when we, you know, first couple of years are in, we had more than just the one program rolling. The The problem with, you know, having a, a such a definitive brand like CrossFit on your front door and that is people only really thought that that's what we did. Um, so what we really wanted to try and like, you know, try and do is break down some of those barriers to say like, we don't have, we, we have other things that we're, that we're operating here. Um, at the moment we've got um, six programs running. So people that sort of see the CrossFit go, oh, that's just a CrossFit gym, which we weren't, we'd, we'd diversified into other things. Um, so really it was our, our way of, trying to just sort of uh, let people know that it's not all we did uh, was to, to change the name. So our brand name is now Athletic Fitness, um, changed from CrossFit Athletic. We still have a CrossFit program. We still love our CrossFit program. Um, but yeah, we've got a Metcon program. We do a strength program uh, specific. We've got an endurance program, which is just cyclical type movements. Um, we do some some just some shorter, sharper classes at the first thing in the early hours of the morning for the tradies that need to get to work and all that sort of stuff at 5 a.m. to hear. Yeah, uh, we do some mobility, uh, skills sessions. So, I mean, there's, there's loads that we, we do now. Um, and, yeah, we just felt that, that was a, it, was at a, it was the right time for us to make that move across. So um, the drama that happened with the CrossFit uh, back in, I can't remember how, when it was, that had no bearance on, on you changing your logo or, or making a, a uh, I don't know what just uh, just about the the, the, the tweets about the, the owner of CrossFit oh so that was that was yeah I mean look the 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 I mean look I, I can only look back at CrossFit and be you know so thankful for yeah. for to be in a part of what Greg Glassman created because without it we wouldn't have had a, a base you know what I mean we would have True. just been a you know a functional fitness gym starting out without like having any sort of global brand and yeah you know crossfit when we when we got into it and we got into um we spoke to ben kelly a lot about it and he's like you know he pointed, pointed us down some other like we were right at the sort of beginning of it there wasn't a That's lot right. of gyms in sydney that were open we were just yeah. um we were we were right at the beginning so for when it really started to take off in 2012 um like we we you know we you know you were like at the we first, were right at the we right, right at, at the that, beginning right at the beginning of yeah. that bell curve you know and we so like i mean we we could have nothing but you know great things to say yep. about like you know what that what that company's done for us on on you know yep. basically setting us up in terms of, uh, of our, our path a lot of people yeah but you know along the way look you know there's there's there was lots of things that I would like you know question about the way that they sort of dealt with things like it was no, it was always like a little bit of a a little bit of a boys band it was sort of our way or the highway not really give much time to listen to what other people have got to say it was really just you know the line in the sand you don't like it you can piss off type mentality. So when, you know, we saw the tweets about, you know, what, what Greg wrote and like, you know, I, I don't know what he was really even trying to say with half of that stuff, no. if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. It was certainly at a, at a really, um, you know, it was certainly insensitive 
um, in a, at a time when mm. you just needed to be the complete opposite. Um, and it, and it kind of just brought the walls down a little bit and, you know, then, you know, other things started to come out and like the other things that started to come out didn't really shock me in terms of, you know, like we, we, we've sort of been witness to some of this stuff for, for a long time. Um, but you know, like it, it didn't, it didn't affect us. I mean, we had moved on from that brand as being, you know, solely that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, like there's 15,000 affiliates across the world. You, you can't, you can't be like you know held to because someone else does something stupid like you don't know like it's just you know that's that's just the way it was so look none of our like our members raised it they were like what about you know so foolish what a dickhead yeah but no one was like you know you guys what are you going to do and all these sorts of things that we didn't didn't come to anything like that and you know sort of like it's kind of just moved on like i I think that if that had happened let's say all that happened back in 2014 when crossfit was booming and all that like it would have been we would have been probably a little bit harder, a little bit different for us in terms of, you know. Mm. Yeah. Certainly, I mean, it's it's done uh, uh, a lot of positives for many people around the world, um, not just yourselves, and it's created an, an amazing base. And, and it's a, it's amazing. It's, mm. a, it's an amazing thing. It was good to be a part of. Well, I think, like, I think the thing that, you know, some, as I'm sure that some people might say that I'm a complete buffoon for saying this, but... You know, CrossFit really came along with the first bu- first business model to say that we're going to run a privately run gym with 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 classes, and we're going to charge a, a monthly membership for it. Before that, there was there was nothing really like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was there was maybe some boxing gyms that might have something like that, or you paid for like individual classes or ten packs or something like that. But CrossFit really was the gave gave rise to what we see now. as just kind of like the norm, and you know, like every gym has sort of copied that business model. In terms of the way they they started things, I mean they've tweaked it and made it their own. Sure, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, like CrossFit were the were really the the first ones that came along and and changed the market really. So, um, moving moving on to like uh, your where you are now, you've uh, rebranded. So let's jump into to the um, to you know one of the biggest uh, issues that has faced not only yourself but Many people around the world, certainly um, business owners, you know, it's COVID. How did that affect you? I mean, uh, for some people, that's quite obvious. But I mean, for yourself, how, how has that affected you? And um, I mean, how long has it taken? What has it taken for you to, to be where you are now? I mean, you're still still running, thankfully. Yep. Um, what does what does that all look like for you? Well, I think the the first and foremost, the, the most fortunate thing, probably in in Australia and well, ex, with the exception of Victoria, was that you know like our lockdown didn't last particularly long. Like we were only really locked down from March to mid June. You know, so I mean that um, if we were still in lockdown now, I think things would be compl- like a whole heap more bleak for all all gym owners. So you know, the government obviously with their PAYG GST trade off. You know, job keeper and all these sorts of things like you know they they really helped small businesses get through this so you know i think you know as a small business can only say the government did a a great job there um we were pretty quick to act we got as many people did like onto the uh the whole online so we were running mobility classes conditioning classes uh just strength classes which was more body weight with tempos and things like this so, I mean, we got onto it. Our staff were awesome. They all put up their hand, wanted to help, get involved. Um, so we didn't have a problem like, you know, 
getting people in to do some shifts in the morning, some lunchtime, stuff like that. We loaned out all our equipment to all our members. We decreased the the rates. Um, we were, you know, super fortunate that we've got such a great community and we had 70% of people stick by us through that period of time. That's um, awesome. You know, so when when the gym actually got back to reopening, like basically that 70% were just like bang straight back in onto the gym floor. So it's not like we were starting from scratch again. You know, I mean, the, the, the people, like there was a lot of people out there too that, you know, might have had borrowed some equipment, probably didn't, you know, do one <laughs> online workout that we did. You know, some people really loved it and some people didn't. Yep. And they were just happy just to stick with us for, yeah. for months. And, you know, what, what can you say? They're just, you know, great human beings. And so, like you're saying, uh, building that community um, from scratch and also the, the outlook that you had on when you first started was, you know, you're wanting to build um, something um, more personal, I suppose, rather than just a, a gym. Mm. Um, and, you know, coming from that, that has helped, I suppose, with the loyalty. No, oh, yeah, look, 100%. Like with the, the messaging, you know, guys, we'll, we'll see you through this. You know, yeah, I mean, awesome. it, was, it was endless for us. We, we are in a really fortunate position with the people that we have at, at both, you know, our Brookvale and City Gyms. So... You know, our members, our members are brilliant. Um, they, you know, as I said, seventy percent. Then we got back to the, got back in with seventy percent still to roll. We used the, we used the time to have a, have a think about what we could do. It was the first time really, like that, because you're in the grind of business, right? Weeks roll into weeks. You know, years sort of just drift on by. So well, once we set up the online, we had plenty of time on our hands. We sort of had a look at things and said, look, it's going to be a different landscape when we get back. Like people's jobs are. Not, not not as certain as they were four months ago. Um, you know, people are going to be going like, you know, what, like, you know, is this now like, you know, something like a, a, now a luxury that what was just normal life or, you know, with their gym. So we, we looked at, we decreased the rates for a lot of our programs. We added some more programs. We decreased the time. So we went from hours to 45s. Um, we added some more packages to try and make some cheaper options in there as well. So, like, you know, COVID in, COVID in many ways was like, you know, a major roadblock, but at the same time, it was probably a roadblock that allowed us to, you know, open up our eyes a little bit and say, look, can we do, be doing some things better, you know, streamline things a little bit more and, you know, yeah, awesome. essentially make the business run better. It's awesome to hear because, uh, you know, sometimes you, uh, in life, you only really hear about the negatives, you know, but... Um, yeah, you know it's it's that old saying. You know, like uh, through the adversity, you can see the you know things clearer sometimes mm. once you get through. Mm. Um, and and like you're saying, it puts you on the um, you know, pedal to the metal basically. If you don't mobilize quick enough, mm. like you did, offering the different packages, etc. Yeah, well, most of the time, like you just you, there's not too many times when you're in business where you actually just get to stop and think. You know what no. I mean? You're just sort of you know trying to you know. One, one and like our, our weeks right when i'm at work it just my days just roll by like it's yeah. i'm never get to have to look at a clock to go oh geez that, that was a pretty slow day today they're just gone you know so you know for us just to be able to go um you know with the staff we had that you know we had kaz in the office um at that time and she's you know pretty savvy with ideas and you know it was great bouncing some stuff off her our other business passes um you know pete rico christian Awesome. We're all on board with this sort of, and you know, go. Let's make some changes. Let's see if we can make it, you know, better. At the end of the day, we can always go back, but this is our opportunity to try something. So, it's yeah. good. Good to hear. Yeah. Mm. So, and and you were saying earlier that um, uh, a big help was um, the awareness of your landlord. 
Um, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a few nightmare stories for a lot of people during that time, but uh, in the city, we got well and truly looked after. Um, they they gave us rent free for for a period of time, and then looking at revenue and stuff like that. So I mean, yeah, we uh, we're, awesome. we're blessed with that one because it yeah. could it could have it could have gone south for the city because I mean, there's no one there's still like reduced numbers in the city, like it's a little bit of a ghost town. So yeah, but um, you know, without that, like you know, you, you just kind of don't get by. And I mean, a brookie, we we bought the building five years ago, six years ago now, something like that. Awesome. So we're our own landlord, so yeah. that certainly helps. I mean, that's the probably the the best thing we ever did in terms of our you know long-term futures for christian and myself was purchasing that building um our accountant said it to the when we changed accountants he said day one you've got to buy that building um we said how do we do that he goes speak to the landlord uh sorry speak to the uh the agent that sold it he said no not a chance Glake's had it for 20 years three months later it came to us with an offer so um yeah very fortunate i mean that, that the hardest thing i think with gym owners is sort of like looking at it going like how in terms of the revenue that you're making is sort of like you know is this going to be something that i have to do to like i'm 70 years old to make this you know kind of work like you know i think there's probably uh, for, there's probably a little bit of a misconception when people see your gym's pumping and all those sorts of things and think that you know you're sitting on some salary that's gonna you know basically you could be you're going to be retired at 40 and it's just it's it's certainly not no. so the the pain mm-hmm. off the building has been you know that's that that's really awesome. oh i mean it, it makes our business completely worthwhile i'd, yeah. rec- I'd say to anyone out there that's you know, running a small business of any any sort of nature, really, but particularly in the gym industry, if they can somehow get your hands on that building, you'll you'll be you know, oh man, it's a, it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard of uh, and know of a couple of people who have done exactly that, bought their premise, and have said exactly the same thing. Um, the best thing that they 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 could have done. Um, and so now. Um, w- you're saying that uh, numbers your numbers have come back in. You're you're getting people back in the door. Yeah, yep. it's looking amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, we're we're in, we're in a really good spot. We're, we've got more members than than we had prior to COVID. So that's pretty that's pretty amazing, really. Um, you know, I think you know what we did was you know we planned it well. It's also like you know it's a it, sort of weird sort of time for people that we're all pretty much confined to a five k radius at the moment. You know, your, your holidays are maybe up and down the coast, so. You know, there's more people around. Like I speak to a lot of other gym owners, and everyone seems to be doing really well at the moment. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it, it is like a, it's a, it's a weird time to think we're meant to, you know, be in recession. But you know, I know the all the other local gyms are doing well around our sort of area. When we, when you probably thought like in March, like, geez, what's what's going to happen to? And yeah, to think of what Victoria's had to go through. Yeah, well, that's that's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Feel feel for uh, you know especially the business owners uh, back in New Zealand too. I had a had a couple of mates who were affected by the lockdowns and consistent lockdowns. Um, their um, uh, among other things, uh, their mental health uh, mm. took a took a huge huge dip. And um, you know uh, I f- I feel for them because nothing that they can do. Um, and they're at the the mercy of of whatever the government wants you to do. Mm. I mean, you know, like you're saying, uh, especially in New South Wales, we we I feel like we dodged big bullets. Um, we 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 didn't experience what the rest of the world really did. Like, let's be frank, we kind of had like a little three month hiatus there. You know what I mean? Where yeah. we, you know there was there was definitely some you know it was in limbo. You're like, oh, where's this going to go? Like, the the how long is it going to last? And all that sort of stuff. But I mean. 
it, does, it, it seems like a little bit of a distant memory, that three months off. You yeah. Know? Well, look, uh, uh, I mean, I uh, was fortunate enough to pretty much work all the way through. I mean, tradies weren't getting getting laid off. No, They weren't stopping that for mm. nobody's business. So I was pretty fortunate in that and very mindful of that, that a lot of people weren't in the same situation. Um, I was Because I was wondering how, you know... Um, that would have been for your members especially um you know uh, i know that you say that they had a um you know your online things but it's, it's different it's different from not being able to go to the oh, gym 100 percent. like if you're someone that likes if your thing is like community i want to hang out with you know see my mates to train with i want to you know i want to be on the floor i want to you know chuck some proper weights around so to speak and do some proper strength like we can loan equipment out but you know you might be limited to a couple of plates and a you know, kettlebell you know, there's no strength training there, but yeah, I mean, the the, the social interaction is massive. You know, mm. like, I mean, like I said, it, it got three months was kind of like a bit of a blip. You know what I mean? And, but I, you could sort of see even towards the end of that, you know, like the end of that three months, like you know, with the initial interaction online, like was a lot larger than three months on. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I mean, so you know, getting back into the gym was a like pretty much an ideal time for us. I wouldn't want it to go too much longer. So. Maybe for for places like Victoria and that, I don't know what to say. I just I couldn't imagine having done what we've done for ten years and you know, working working like you know early mornings, late nights, the grind. There is the, the stupid mistakes you make. You build it back. You do all these things, and then to be told that basically that you know your, your gym your gym's awkward but could be gone. Like what do yeah. you do? I don't know what to do. I I wouldn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, tough. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know either. Yeah. yeah. I know that um, training and uh, having physical exercise helps a lot with uh, mental health. Um, when you're, I suppose when your um, members come, I mean, I'm not asking you to name anyone, obviously, but um, did you notice, or did they, were they saying that they they were they feeling better? Um, you know, were, you know, from not training. Well, my- most like most of our guys, I mean, we're, we're at a real liberty as well at, at, at our gym that. You know, all of our members. Well, there's probably there's probably a couple of boys out I can think of that don't absolutely love training in there because they think they should. We won't name them, but like, yeah, let 98 percent of the people there love training. Mm. So, I mean, like back when we were at Fitness First, you know, I, I had personal training clients that hated training. Yeah. You know, so when we bring our st- like staff on, like to our sort of, you know, gym, I said like, you know, for any of you guys that haven't like, you know, been a PT at a commercial gym and had literally had corporate clients that hate training. It's an absolute liberty what you've got here. So for our guys really like, you know, they they were online or we had outdoor programs done, you know, the vast majority would have been training. The vast majority training were training anyway. and doing something. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's a huge part of their lives. They love it. Like, you know, it's, you know, they, and, you know, we, we were still allowed to go outdoors and do activities. There's a lot of people training in parks and stuff like that. So in here. Yeah, yeah. And then I can see a few of the workouts up around here. So... <laughs> You know, so I I don't think it really got to that, to the stage where they were saying like, you know, oh, we can't do anything because they weren't confined to the house. It was literally, if you want to keep training, you can. Yeah. I think it was more for for a lot of them. It's like, I just want to get back to the, like get back to walking into the gym. Like, let's let's get the stuff out. Let's get going again. Like, you know, at the old capacity. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's, a, it's a great blessing to have, a, especially a, a, an institution 
such as yourself you mm. know 10 years in the in the game is is uh, is a is an amazing accomplishment mm. especially in business yeah you've yeah. pretty much beaten all statistics for small businesses uh, yeah and then like some some good like i mean we 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 chose like a you know like i say with crossfit good horse to be on at the you know particularly for the first five or six years with the growth and that's certainly you know opens the doors for us but i mean look we, we've tried things failed being irresponsible business owners not looking at things that you know particularly like you know, i remember we got you know one point our accountants like you know you guys haven't paid superannuation for this period of time you're basically breaking the law this is like five years in. You know, like, there's loads of wake-up calls along yep. the way we were just lucky enough that like probably our stupid mistakes didn't sink the ship you know what i mean right, and right. and only made us like you know there's there's things i learned from that too that i'd never ever ever do again you know, I've, ne- I've never taken my eye off the ball and all that sort of, you know, financial yeah. side ever again because, you know, you make that mistake and you we had to put back in, I think, 25 or 30 grand each, me and my business partner, to pay off debts and things like that. Yeah. That we probably, that we honestly, we didn't even know we had, yeah. you know, and like, it's just irresponsible. But, you know, at the time, we're sort of, you know, focused on being CrossFit athletes and wow. you know, trying to train, you know, like... This is this the is, thing, you know, right? And, so, so, and yeah. you know, it was just a... You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's. Uh, I'm not just someone who's putting up a light or someone who's putting up a, a frame, a door mm. frame. Mm. There is there's there's something else behind it, and that's the admin, it's mm. the back office, which is Mate, the make or break. Hundred percent. And if it's not, if it's not uh, managed properly, I mean, it, it can can sink. Like, you. The, the numbers can just yeah, like that can sink us. And like I, like I said, we were, you know, we always operated a great gym, but it, you know there was some things we've done, like you know in the particularly from the back end that are just, you know, just yep. negligent from us, really. So um, have you had uh, any kind of mentorship or um, I know that you said you had a, a great accountant, which kind of helped you get to certain places. Yeah. Is there anyone else or any that you could... When we first started, we um, had a guy by the name of Joel Norton, who uh, was a PT client, one of Christian's PT clients from the city. And he was starting up his own company called Duct Tape Marketing. Um, And he basically guided us through our first probably year and a half to two years. Uh, But ever thankful to that guy because he wanted us to be his case study. He basically charged us next to nothing to for his services um and you know he oh one second dude so at this time the removalist truck started making a grand entrance uh, my studio aka garage looks out to the street um, the outlook's nice and uh, it's it's nice to do a podcast with uh, people and have the door open um you know, you might have heard the birds chirping in the background, and it's nice. Uh, however, uh, when it gets uh, too noisy, then obviously uh, it's a bit hard to concentrate, and uh, especially with the backup beep, it's uh, it's not really a great sound. So, uh, and I'm still learning how to use particular software. Uh, there is a software that you can actually. Uh, obviously get rid of all these sounds so anyway um, that's just uh, something for me to learn and uh, for you guys to have a good laugh hopefully 
Um, but uh, without further delay, and I'm, I apologise to, to everyone and I apologise especially to Well for um, <laughs> being so green, but uh, it is what it is and uh, everybody's on a, on a learning curve. So, um, yeah, the intermission or second intermission's done. Uh, go grab your tangy fruits and uh, get back to the, to the podcast. Thank you. So duct tape. Yeah, so duct tape marketing with Joel Norton was our was our first brilliant guy. Really set us up well. Like we had no idea what we we're doing on the back, like you know, for marketing and stuff like that. So he he certainly uh, certainly got us on the right path. Um, from there, we we did use our NPE, which is another sort of it's a international company. Um, so they helped us out with like more things like lead generation and things like that. Uh, and then following that it was sort of like really like we we had enrico join him who masterminded the, the city gym like he brought like a, a whole wealth of knowledge from his experience working with like you know banks and things like that so i mean we we had a pretty smart dude at our you know at our awesome. disposal then you know what i mean so uh he he he, he still is, and still is brilliant so we haven't used really uh, we, we do use someone now that just do our um our marketing um but most of the other stuff now is just you know i kind of guess after as many years if we've done it like you know if we were going to be spending like you know money to do it it's kind of like well what what else are we going to be like sort of learning now like you know what's our what's our next step so um yeah so yeah we've definitely we've definitely used lots of people along the way what about uh yourself personally i mean you know we talk about business but um you know there's an aspect of you know ourselves individually is there anyone that you kind of uh look to 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 help you through you know certain things that you may not be uh, may not um be too uh sure of do you have mentors personal mentors um, for yourself well when i when i first when we first got into the uh into the whole sort of CrossFit side and that sort of stuff. Um, I looked into working with a guy called James over in America. I got introduced through Ben um, to, to, to James. So I took on sort of like a programming mentorship type thing with him. And really I was doing it mainly just to learn. Um, you know, like it was so obviously I could train and things like that as well, but I just wanted to, you know, be a bit of a sponge, see how I did things and, and things like that. Uh, you know, I mean, really that whole side of thing was really instrumental for us at the be- at the beginning. We always wanted to be kind of like, you know, different in some way to what other people were doing. Um, we were coming from personal training background as well. Um, so I guess like with that sort of side of it, it was sort of like we didn't want to just be, uh, you know, we're coming in today and we're doing like, you know, 400 deadlifts at 100 kilos and, you know, 50 muscle ups and stuff like that. We, we want to have a little bit more of a, a process behind this sort of stuff and a little bit more... Um, bit more knowledge base and you know and you know a, a lot of the stuff we sort of learned with, with him is sort of trying to take take your hat off of where you are as a as a fitness enthusiast and um you know and what you're trying to do and then actually program for everyday folks um which is something that's sort of it was you know even when you thought you were doing it or like in reflection we thought we were doing it right you know in the beginning you know that's we were we were missing the mark a little bit there so Train, training a little bit harder than we probably needed to for you know <laughs> everyday people but um yeah so I, I think that that was really the guy that sort of like you know I, I, I sort of looked up to I looked at what you know he was doing and stuff like that and I um, thought that that's you know what I wanted to be probably he's a lot different personality type that I am um, but um, certainly in the way that you know he was he's just so he's so it's true passionate about 
making the fitness industry better. You know, so that's awesome. Yeah, so he's a good, he's a good person. He's a good person to work with. Yeah, mm. it's a it's about the 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 love of what you're actually doing rather than the numbers or the yeah, which is obviously all important. Mm. You know, you got to keep the the doors open, mm. but. I suppose it kind of shines through when you are showing that you're 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 interested in that person mm. and the person that you're helping out. Well, I think that I think that anyone members, you know, staff, they can see through pretty quickly yep. if there's not a care factor to yep. what you're doing there. You know, yep. like I mean, you can you can blag it for a little while, but not forever. No. So you know, if if you if you're not putting the time and effort into you know making sure that you know they they're well looked after, you'll get found out. That's right. Mm. That's right. So what's uh, what's the uh, the what does the future look like? Um, you know, I know that uh, um, you've you've come through some some crazy years, uh, crazy times. What what, uh, what does the future look like for you? Well, to be honest, I'm like I'm fortunate enough that I, I love doing what I do every day. Like I, yep. I get up at you know stupid hours in the morning, really, like to be at work for four forty. You know, so I'm getting up at ten past four a few mornings a week and. I still, you know, do an afternoon a week as well. Um, you know, I've got family now, and, and yep. you know, which I didn't have when I when I started started the business. Two little girls, so um, yeah. But being fortunate, like I said, to in, in still enjoy it. Like I still like you know, for me going to the gym and, and hanging out with our community is me hanging out with my mates too. Yep. You know, I mean, it's, it's very rare that you get a job like that. You know, my yep. partner always says that. You know, you just get to go to the gym and hang out with your friends, <laughs> and it's true. You know, yep. like I mean, we. My mornings, you know, I, I do mainly mornings, so I don't mean to neglect people in the evening, but you know, I, I look forward to getting up like at the morning. It's no problem for me to get out of bed. Like, you know, there's some mornings when I'm tired, the kids have been menaces and stuff like that, and I'm, I could do it an extra few hours, but, you know, I don't see myself really taking myself out of the business. And I think that, you know, when you, it is such a community based thing, like if you are going to, if we are going to take ourselves out of the business, we've got to really make sure that, you know, whoever was going to take over was going to be a, a right fit and, mm. we're, and we do have great staff there is people that could take over you know what i mean and it's still running as a great gym but mm. um, i still enjoy it i still like it i still be there I still, yeah. want, I still want to be on the floor i still want to do some coaching that's um, awesome yeah i still want to i still want to run it from the back end i still want to you know i still want it to be you know guide this through for the next you know yeah 10 hopefully another 10 years That'll be awesome. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see that. I'm sure we will. Um, the passion uh, drives things uh, a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for your time. No worries, man. man. Thank you for Pleasure. coming in. Um, had a few few hookups, <laughs> but that seems to be uh, the the norm for this podcast at the moment. I love the setting for the podcast. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get the video camera up, we'll show the. Uh, I don't know, it's the red velvet curtain. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks, Paul. Cheers, bro. Thanks, thanks no worries, here. man.